greet the church in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, once more, thank the leadership of our men's ministry here at Cosmo City Church, men of honor, for an opportunity to minister in this program. I will be talking about biblical perspectives on gender-based violence. We know as a country, we have uh, the challenge of what the president has also uh, called the pandemic or the second pandemic, which is uh, gender-based violence. And as the church, uh, we cannot be silent on this matter. I will also love to thank them for, for an opportunity to, to talk and add uh, this teaching to a number of teachings that has already been made by various speakers. <clears throat> We're going to start reading from Genesis chapter 3, verses 7 to 9, because I want us to go back to the Genesis or the beginnings of this matter. My, my, my talk today, in, 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 in summary, I want to talk about uh, gender-based violence in the context of the fall of men or mankind in the Garden of Eden, as well as the rise of men or mankind at the cross of Calvary. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 7 to 9, the Bible says that then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings, walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam, and, 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 and this is what the Bible says, verse 8, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Verse 9. Then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? And in, in verse 10, the Bible says, So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So here's a few things that I want to, to share this morning as, as part of, of my, my introduction. Is that after Adam and Eve have, have, have sinned against God, after they have disobeyed the command of God, the Bible says, in, in verse 7 where, where, where we have read that they knew or they realized that they were naked and then they started to put together fig leaves to cover their nakedness. Now, uh, nakedness also tells us that they, 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 they were uncovered. So in, 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 in the Bible, uh, the Bible talks about a cloak or a covering of righteousness. In, in, in Isaiah, the Bible says, when we, we, we do the act 
to try and achieve righteousness based on our own acts. The Bible calls it, you are clothed with rags of righteousness or filthy rags. So, so, so a clothing of righteousness is like a clothing and righteousness as well, it's a gift that we receive. As the Bible says that we are saved by, by grace through faith. So, so when, when, men, when, when mankind had sinned against God, that's when they, they came to the realization that uh, uh, they, they are naked or they are uncovered because they were no longer in righteousness. They were no longer in a right standing with God. So, 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 so I wanted to talk a little bit about, about the nakedness. As well, the Bible tells us that, uh, that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. A glory as well, it's a covering that God gives or inputs upon a man in right standing with him. So when mankind sinned in the Garden of Eden, uh, 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 they, they realized, the Bible says, that they were naked. They realized, the Bible says, that they were not covered because the clothing or the cloak of righteousness had been broken. So that was the first realization when, when, when after the fall that men and, and women realized that they were naked because they were not in righteousness with, with, with God. In verse 8, the Bible says uh, uh, that they, when they heard the Lord coming, they hid from the presence of the Lord among the trees. So when mankind is in the state of sin, he or she is separated from the presence of the Lord. Sin separates from the presence of the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah that your sins have separated me from, from yourselves. So, so, so when Adam and Eve, when they sinned against God, they also moved from the presence of the Lord and they hid among the trees. When you read the story of Genesis, when God had created man, he put him in the garden to take care of it. And God said to, to, to the man, he says, of the fruit of the tree you shall eat. So, so, so the purposes of the trees well, we're not to separate men from God, but the purposes of the trees were for the sustenance of men. But we see now when sin has entered, that that which was supposed to sustain men is now used as something that men can hide behind. And we see even in this day and age that men are hiding from the presence of the Lord. Your trees may be your successes. Your trees may be your achievements. Your trees may be that thing that you hold dear that is separating you from the presence of the Lord. And when mankind had sinned, they were then separated from the presence of the Lord. And in verse 9, we see this question arising when God could not find men in man's position, when God could not find men where he had placed him, then the question arises where God says to Adam, he says, where are you? 
because I cannot find you in my presence. He says to Adam, where are you? Because I cannot find you where I had placed you. He says, Adam, where are you? Because suddenly there is a distance, there is a space between you and me. Where are you? And that is, that is, that is the question today. Because sin had separated men with God. So in the, in, the, in the Garden of Eden, we find the fall of men. But glory be to God, in the cross of Calvary, we find the rising up of men. So, so, so God was able to say to Adam, Adam, where are you? Because sin had separated uh, God from men. That fellowship that mankind had with God was, was broken. That's why God was able to, to ask this question and say, Adam, where are you? The question is it's not only with regard to geographic location, but it's because of the spiritual distance between men and, 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 and his God. We see in the cross of Calvary, when Christ died, the Bible says the Lord had put our sins upon him. The Bible says he bore our sin on the cross of Calvary. And, 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 and when he had taken away our sin, he was therefore, the Son of God was therefore separated from, from, from the Father. And that's why the Son could utter this word and say, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabakatani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because of the separation that the sin that was imputed upon him had caused. So, 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 so we are saying that, that in the Garden of Eden, mankind fell. And in, in, in verse 10, this is the status of the fallen man. Adam answers to God and says, God, I was afraid because I am naked and therefore I was hiding. So we find today that, that, that man is afraid, man is naked, and man is in hiding. So that's, that's, that's the fall of man. Now, in, 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 in verse 14, the Lord begin to confer the case upon the serpent, the woman, and the man. And before that, God starts with Adam. He says, Adam, where are you? And, the, and, the, and, 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 and God gives, first of all, an opportunity for men or the male species to repent and take responsibility. But man does not repent nor take responsibility. Man says to God, he says, God, it is the woman that you gave me. Now God gives mankind a second opportunity to repent and take responsibility. And woman says, God is the serpent. So nobody wants to repent. Nobody wants to take responsibility for disobedience, for disobeying the command of God. And now in verse 14, that's when God starts to utter the case. He starts with the serpent. And I like the part that says, God says to the serpent, he says, he says I'm going to put enmity. I'm going to put a, a, a rivalry. 
there's going to be war between your seed and the seed of the woman. Now, biologically, a woman does not have a seed, but a man has a seed. When you read this in the New King James Version, the, when the Bible talks about the seed of the woman, that S is in a capital S. And in the King James Version, whenever they, they refer to the Holy Spirit, whenever they refer to the Son, when, whenever they refer to God the Father, they use a capital letter to denote that they are talking or referring to one of the Godhead. So when, 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 when God utters these words and says, I'm going to put enmity or rivalry, or there's going to be war between your seed, your generation, and the seed of the woman. He's talking about Christ and Christ and his generation. He says there's going to be war between the, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. There's going to be war. There's not going to be peace, but there's going to be enmity between the seed of a man and the, the, the seed of the woman, rather, and the seed of the serpent. So, 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 and, 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 and God says, says to, the, to, to the serpent, he says, the serpent, you are going to bruise the heel of the seed of the woman. But the seed of the woman, he says, but the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head. So, 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 so there is that enmity. So, 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 so here's the thing. Every time when, when, when a child of God walks in victory, it is the bruising of the head of the seed of the serpent. Every time you have breakthrough in your health, every time you've got joy, you've got peace, you've got prosperity, it is the bruising of the head of the seed of the serpent. Because there is enmity between the serpent and the seed of the woman. And, 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 and God says to the woman in verse 16, as God is pronouncing this case that comes because of sin, and this case is only removed when the sin is removed at the cross of Calvary. He says to the woman, the, the, the B part of verse 16, he says to the woman, he says, woman, you will desire to control your husband and your husband will rule over you. So, 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 so when we talk about, about gender-based violence, we are talking about the power dynamics. It is the, the essence or the genesis or the beginning of gender-based violence. It is the, the power dynamic between men and women, especially in an intimate relationship. The, 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 the statistics are very scary. In the world, 38% of murders that women suffer they are perpetrated by their intimate partners, boyfriends or husbands. In South Africa, the statistic is worse. 56% of the murders that women suffer are, are committed by husband or boyfriend or intimate partner. So, 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 so the, 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 the essence or the foundation of gender-based violence is the power dynamics between men and women. 
So when sin came, this curse came into power where God says to the woman, says, woman, you would want to control your men, but men, you will rule over the woman. So in, 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 in Genesis 1, especially verses 26, this was not so. In verses 26, the Bible says God created men. God, 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 God said to God, God said, let us make men in our in our image, in our likeness. And then it says there, it says, let them have dominion. Then it's a plural. Let them. So when God says, let's create it, let's create men, he was referring to mankind, says, let's create mankind in our own image. Let them have dominion over God's creation. So, so the original purpose of man and woman was that they must both have dominion over the creation of God's, of, over, over God's creation. Not that the one should control the other or the one should rule over the other, but that they should rule together. Let them have dominion. A good example is that of a, of, of a pilot and a co-pilot. They... They, they run the plane together. One is a, co is a pilot and the other one is a co-pilot. And here's the thing. To be a pilot, you don't have to study more than the co-pilot. To be a co-pilot, you don't have to study less than the pilot. So a pilot and a co-pilot, they are equal. A, a pilot and the co-pilot, they control the plane together. If you watch a crash investigation and you, 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 you see what happens in the cockpit or in the driver's seat, the, 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 the pilot, before he moves, he tells the co-pilot, we are now moving. The co-pilot agrees and then they move. When the, when the pilot wants to engage cruise control when they are in the air, he tells the co-pilot, he says, I'm engaging cruise control. Then the co-pilot says, he, he confirms or affirms. And then they engage cruise, cruise control. So, the, so, so they run this thing together. The pilot is the first among the equal. He's got the privileged position of being in charge of this thing, but they are equal. He does not have extra qualification, extra training, extra anything. He's a pilot and there is a co-pilot. And that's how the system is. So, so, so in Genesis 1.26, the original intention of God for men and women, one, God says, let's create men in our own image. Two, he says, let them have dominion. But when sin came and the curse came, the Bible says that woman, you will want to control your men. You know, in Sutwana, we, we have a saying, you know, woman, you will want to control your men, and men, you want to rule over the woman. That is the, that is the, 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 fallen, the fallen state. So, 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 in the Garden of Eden, we see the position, the original intention, we see where man has fallen from. And glory to God in the cross of Calvary, we are redeemed. So, 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 after the sin, God pronounced the punishment on the serpent, on the woman, and on the man. He says to men, 
He says, in toil you shall eat. So, so to toil, it's a curse. To work, it's a blessing. When God created man in Genesis 1, 15, 16, the Bible says he put him in the garden of Eden to work it, to tend it, to take care of it. So, and, 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 and in verse 16, God says to the man, he says, man, you will eat of the fruit of the garden. So when God wanted to bless a man, God created work for a man. And Paul also affirms and says, if you will not work, you will not eat. So to work, it's a blessing, but to toil, it's a curse. And God pronounces this punishment. He says, you shall toil for your, for your, for your food. So, so that, that was... That was the fall of man. So, this is what we see in the Garden of Eden, that the, the, the vertical relationship between mankind and God was destroyed or was affected. And the horizontal relationship between men and women was affected. So, if we are to bring a solution, if we are to bring a solution, the solution is not complete if it only affects the vertical relationship. But the solution must also affect the horizontal relationship because that was also affected between men and women. And that solution is the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the vertical part of the cross talks about man and God. But the horizontal part of the cross, it brings healing to the relationship between man and woman. And we see that in, in, in John chapter 19, verses 25 to 27. And I want to quickly read there. The Bible says, Now they stood by the cross of Jesus. So the cross is very important. The Bible says, Stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. Verse 26. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the, the disciple took her to his own home. So we see that the cross did not only solve the problem between God and man, but also between man and woman. When Christ was saying to his mother, saying, Woman, Behold your son. It was not because Mary, now it's, we pity her because now her son is, is being crucified and all that. No. Mary, in, in actual fact, he had other sons. James, who wrote the, the, the book of James, is the son of Mary, is the son of Joseph, is the brother of the Lord, is the brother of Christ. So, 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 
so when the Lord Christ was saying, woman, behold your son, he was referring to that relationship between man and woman that was broken in the Garden of Eden. Because the cross must also solve that problem of the relationship between man and woman. That, that came because of the fall of men. So, 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 so the cross is a place of healing. It's a place of restoration. So the cross also needs to restore what was lost in the Garden of Eden. The cross needs to restore the harmony that was lost between men and women in the Garden of Eden. That's why at the cross, Jesus said, woman, behold your son. Two people representing two genders, bringing harmony between the genders. We've, we've already spoken about the, the statistics with regard to, to gender-based violence. So what, what, what God wants to achieve its core rulership of men and women over his creation because both male and female are created in the image of God. As we continue presenting solutions in First Peter chapter 3 verses 7 this is what the Bible says it says Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. So there are a few things I want to, to touch on this portion of Scripture. Because in the Garden of Eden, we fell, but in, at the cross of Calvary, at Golgotha, we rise again. Peter says, he says, number one, he says, husbands, as, as, as we talk about bringing harmony and healing the power dynamics between men and women, he says, he says, husbands, this is, this, this is what you must do in verse 7. He says, dwell with your wives with understanding. Other version says, be considerate. And then, and then number two, he says, giving honor to the wife as she is the weaker vessel. Now, it is a fact that a man is physically strong than a woman. So that's why you find in sports, when you play tennis, when you play soccer, when you play rugby uh, or, or, or athletics, men do not run with women. Men don't play tennis against women. Why? Because men are physically strong. So, so, so Peter says, men, you must give honor to the woman. So, so, so don't use your physical strength to commit gender-based violence. 
but use your physical strength to give honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. And then I, I, like, I like point number three, which we see in verse seven. He says, he says, you are being heirs together of the grace of life. Now the word heir is also a legal term because it talks about somebody in a state of inheriting from another person. So when it comes to your godly inheritance in God, the Bible says you are heirs together. So the woman is not excluded from being an heir of God. The Bible says you are heirs together of the grace of life. That means co-heirs. That means you inherit together. This grace of life, you are heirs together. Whatever Christ achieved for us on the cross, the healing, the breakthroughs, the prosperity, the peace, the forgiveness of sins, the Bible says, men and women, you are heirs together of the grace of life. Nobody is excluded, but you are to be heirs together. You are to work together. So this takes us to Genesis 126, let them have dominion, together having dominion. The healing of, 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 of relations between men and women. And he says, as well in verse 7, the last part, he says, men, so that your prayers are not hindered. So it is clear a man that commit acts of gender-based violence, their prayers are hindered. And then when we talk about gender-based violence, we are not only talking about the murders, the physical abuse, but the verbal abuse, the financial abuse, the sexual abuse, the economic abuse. We are talking about the sexism. We are talking based on gender, you know. We're talking about that assault on the female species. So, 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 Peter says, he says, so that your prayers will not be hindered. So if you are an elder like me and you abuse your wife and you want to pray for the church, your prayers are hindered. Now, as we continue with solutions, I want to read second last before we close. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21 to 23. The Bible says, Submitting to one another in the fear of God, 22, wives submit to your own husbands, as to the Lord. Or verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church and is the savior of the body. So in, 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 in verse 21, the Bible says we must submit to one another in the fear of God. So before you are a husband, before you are a wife, you are a Christian, you are a child of God. 
So submission is not the sole reserve of the women. As Christians, the Bible says, submit to one another. So as brothers and sisters, we submit to one another. And the Bible continues to say, the, the, the husband uh, continues to say, wives, submit to your own husband. Now, the, 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 I think the, the English is very clear. Wives, submit to your own husband. So, in verse 23, it says, husband is the head of the wife. And that's where we get this idea that says that the, 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 the husband is the leader of the household. It's, 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 based, it's based on the scripture. So, 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 so this is different to sexism, you know, which, 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 which is the discrimination, you know, against, against, against people based on their gender. And, 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 and this is what we need to, to fight against, this discrimination. And this happens whether in the home, whether in the workplace, in politics, in business, in church. You know, if, 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 if we will not appoint women as CEOs simply because they are women, that's sexism. That's discrimination. If we will not appoint women as parliamentarians in politics, as our representatives, simply because they are women, that is discrimination. That is, that is sexism. That is what we are fighting against. If, if in the church, you know, we, we don't use or recognize the gifts that God has put upon women, and we don't give them the, the opportunity to minister. We will only limit them to women conferences. That's discrimination. You know, if in, if in the home, if I have a son and a daughter, and I give better opportunities to the son simply because he's a male, that is discrimination. So those are the things that we need to fight against because gender-based violence it happens at different scales. And it, it happens in different contexted, contexts. So we need to define it properly and deal with it accordingly. So, 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 so in, 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 in conclusion, I want to read in 1 Corinthians, Chapter 11, verses 11. The Bible says, Nevertheless, neither is man independent of woman, nor woman independent of man in the Lord. Verse 12. For as woman came from man, even so man is also, also comes through woman. But all things are from God. So these this, this two portions of scripture 
implies that man is dependent upon woman and woman is dependent upon man. Inasmuch as in the beginning, a woman was made out of man, even now a man is born out of the woman. So, so there's that co-dependency, which also implies equality. So, 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 so men and women, as, as, as we have said, they are not independent of one another. So as we conclude, as we sum it, as we summarize it, we are saying in the Garden of Eden, mankind fell. When sin came in, mankind fell. And that affected as well as the relationship between men and women. But we see in the cross of Calvary that man rises again. And in Christ, man is not independent from woman, neither is woman independent from man. Somebody wrote a song and says, He lifted me up from the deep miry clay and he planted me on the king's highway. And that is the reason why I sing and shout because Jesus came down and he lifted me up. In the Garden of Eden, we fell. But at the cross of Calvary, we rise again. At the cross of Calvary, we are restored. For the Bible says, let them, male and female, have dominion. God bless you.